When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back after a hiatus. Uh, the holidays are over. We're here, back. Hundred greatest kicks of your life. I'm your co-host Alexander Payne. The other half, the guy, the man that actually plays in the shoes. <laughs> Jordan. Jordan McLaughlin here. Uh, you can follow me on all social media networks at it's McLaughlin Eleven. Uh, let's get to it. You can follow me, Alex Payne Comedy. Um, before we jump right into the shoes, let me ask you, what were your thoughts on the Christmas sneakers? Man, I was highly disappointed in the Christmas sneakers this yeah. year for 2021. Man, I only, to be honest, the greatest pair I saw and I had sent you them were the cleats worn by uh, the tight end, Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, uh, he wore the Grinch sneakers. That yeah. was that was pretty dope. Uh, other than that, on, as far as on the hardwood, man, I the only one that really pulled out a specialty like Christmas kicks this year was the LeBron, and he wore the the Watch the Throne. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, go, uh, resembling the Kanye West and Jay Z album, which I thought was pretty dope. Those shoes were pretty cool, but like I said, man, those are like the only Christmas shoes that I, I found interesting this year. Yet another disappointment for 2021. <laughs> right. What a way to end it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm glad to be back. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Air Jordans. I figured we'd do the one, the two, and the three. And the reason I figured we do one, two, three is because the storyline, I think, for this episode should be the shoe that got them, the shoe that lost them, mm-hmm. and the shoe that got them back. Right. I like to consider this like a love story where it's like boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy has to get girl back. Yeah. And so that's where I feel like we're at with this. Um, I mean, let's just get it. Let's start with the Air Jordan 1. I mean, I mean, everyone knows a lot about the Air Jordan 1, but is there anything in specific that you think we should know that maybe, you know, in particular, um, you could think of, or do you have any stories that relate to Air Jordan One? I don't have any good backstories on the Air Jordan Ones. To me, the the Air Jordan One is just it's such a timeless shoe. Like, yeah, um, you know, highs or lows for me, I'm cool with, and very rarely a certain pair of mids. I know everybody is so you know gung ho on the mids, but. Yeah. There's a couple pairs that you can, you know, sometimes wear in there, but not all of them. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but um, like I said, it's timeless, you know, high or low. It's a good summer shoe, good winter shoe. Um, you know, the leather on the material of the shoe is so fine. And uh, just the overall design of the shoe, I think it's it's very simple, but it's very classy. And uh, it's it's a very effective shoe. I think it's a, obviously it's a classic shoe. It's the most classic silhouette of a shoe basketball sneaker mm-hmm. but i what i find interesting about the jordan shoe is now coming upon doing a second round of research about these shoes was how much he did not like the shoe mm-hmm. like i think i sent you a clip of him on david letterman 
Yeah. And David Letterman is clowning the shoes. <laughs> and Jordan agrees with him. He goes, yeah, I think these shoes are kind of ugly too. Right. Which and is- that's so crazy because like if you're, you're starting your brand and you're having your first signature shoe. Yeah. Why would you go with something that you don't like? Like that doesn't, it didn't make sense to me. I think this is interesting because I had kept doing more and more research about it. And, you know, this is a shoe where everyone says, oh, Jordan played, got 63 points in this shoe. Uh-huh. And it wasn't this shoe. It was actually the Nike Air Ship or like the ones that came out before this, that this shoe was kind of modeled off of. Mm. And um, it's interesting because he was like, well, you know what? I play pretty good in these shoes. So <laughs> let me just go ahead and rock them and see. But he's like, one thing I can say about Jordan was he was honest. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. going like, all right. He's like, maybe he was like, well, I'm getting paid already. <laughs> what can they do? Like, He wasn't worried about that. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was such an interesting moment. And then also just reading more about the shoe. I mean, obviously, finding out that the logo was designed on a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and the designer, we'll get into him a little bit later. But uh, he saw like, oh, what can I make this shoe to make it more like uh, – like something that kids will be excited about. He remembers like when kids get on planes, they have the little wings logo yeah, that and put it into the shoe. And I think that's such an amazing uh, design detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also finding like, you know, I think this was in the last dance too. Michael Jordan wanted to sign with Adidas mm-hmm. and being like, that was the coolest shoe because of run DMC and hip hop. And now we've come around to 2022 where we're at the point where, you know, Hip hop artists are still selling shoes. Uh, we had Travis Scott. Uh, uh, rest in peace to Travis Scott and his career and the, the crazy things that he's done in the past year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like we had the Cactus Jack uh, Jordans and all these people, and now mm-hmm. they even back then they were influencing the greatest basketball player of our time, our all time, I think. But you know, to to be like, no, I want to go with Adidas. Right, all the cool kids wear Adidas. Yeah, well, that's one thing they've always said. Rappers wanted to be ball players, and ball players wanted to be rappers. So it goes hand in hand. Did you want to be a rapper? I wish I could rap. Yeah, <laughs> not that I wanted to be a rapper, but I wish I could rap. Like you know, in, on AAU trips, you know, you're in the van, you know, you have a couple guys yeah. that are artistic, and you know, spit a couple bars here and there. But I, I never really was able to, you know, catch a flow and rhythm like that. But I wish I could rap, but not be officially be a rapper. Does we'll anyone, stick to my day job. Does anyone on your team rap? Does anyone on the team rap? Yeah, Ant's got a couple songs. Uh, Nas got Nas raps uh, as well. Nas Reed. Uh, mm-hmm. We got a couple of guys that get in the studio and kind of mess around a little bit. All right, who who do you think has the best flow in the NBA or on the team? On your team. On my team. I think I think Ant Ant got some good bars. Okay, uh, he might be a little better than Nas. All right, okay, we, I gotta I gotta check Ant out then. All right, <laughs> I think what's interesting is that the only reason he took this meeting was, and I don't know how many people know this, but Dolores Jordan, MJ's mother, wow, forced her son on the plane to Beaverton, Oregon, to listen to Nike's pitch, <laughs> and after hearing what Nike was offering, which is the largest sneaker deal in history, he was like. You know, they'd be like, you'd have to be a fool to not take this deal. <laughs> right. And, and even then, he still wasn't convinced, but he took the deal against his own will. And the Air Jordan 1 was born. Uh, has this ever happened to you? Was there like a school or anything where your parents were like, look, Jordan, you need to go do this? 
No, nah, so like my my recruiting process, um, you know, throughout high school, uh, you know, as a freshman, you get a couple letters uh, just from colleges showing interest. Uh, at that mm-hmm. time, they're not able to contact you, I believe, until like your sophomore year in the summer or something like that. I forget the exact date, but uh, they're they're just able to send you letters letting you know you're interested. And then come that time when they're able to talk to you, you know, then you get a bunch of phone calls from assistant coaches and head coaches and uh, they start to recruit you. And then um, if you watched like many documentaries, uh, I know like the, the Maryland, Washington, DC, the Kevin Durant one and all that, Mm. they kind of show how, you know, college recruiting goes and a lot of it's done through the AAU circuit. And there's a lot of different connections that go on and like a lot of backdoor stuff that happens. Um, gratefully, you know, I didn't have anything go wrong with my process of recruiting. I did everything the right way. Uh, USC did everything the right way. Uh, my family and my AU team, Prodigy and Cameron Murray and Tracy Murray, those like my big brothers, we did everything the right way. And yeah. so, uh, none of them ever like forced me or like, use like, Hey, you should go here because this will happen. You should do this because this will happen. Everything for me was kind of like my mom and my dad were like, you know, we trust in whatever your decision is. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to stick it, uh, stick it out with you no matter what happens. And that was the same with Cameron Murray and Tracy Murray and the prodigy program. Um, you know, they gave me the advice and uh, what I should be looking for in the college. And I just took that and, and ran with it. And, you know, I looking back on it, I think I made a great decision in going to USC and, uh, you know, doing things there. So, it was it was uh never really anything forced for me to do, but it was a uh, it was a good decision, I think, overall. Yeah, I don't even think I could bribe <laughs> what I have available. Like, look, I got the keys to a ninety-five Honda Accord. <laughs> That's <laughs> that, that that Reggie Bush, that Reggie Bush <laughs> offer. <laughs> got that ninety-five Honda. It's only got hundred thousand miles on it. Got at least a hundred thousand more to go. Right. I just yeah. want you to wear this shirt. Yeah, no, nah, I had to, I had to stick stick away from that. I didn't I didn't want any problems. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, going back to the shoe, um, the Nike's creative director at the time, Peter Moore, mm-hmm. he's the guy who designed the wings on the logo, but he also designed the three stripes, the Adidas. Isn't that crazy? It's very crazy. I mean, Peter's has some hot ideas and got the thing rolling for Jordan and and Adidas as well. I mean, this guy is the guy that came up with the idea with after seeing obviously Mike dunking, but the idea of flight and you know Air Jordan and you know works works so well with the you know the name of the shoe and him himself as a nickname, mm-hmm. and it's like it was like everything was destined to go right with this shoe. Mm-hmm. It was like it almost seemed like they couldn't fail, which is going to set up what we're going to talk about in a, in a little bit later, but. Let's get a little bit back more to the shoe because I think this is going to blow people's minds who don't know this, that the shoe used to cost $65. Man, I wish this shoe still cost $65. <laughs> which back then was a lot of money, which is right. like the relative value of $145, which is still less than right. you would have to pay. What are they? Two ten or two twenty? One one ninety. But after yeah. tax, you get to yeah two ten. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's still know. steep. I mean, the the mids might be that price one forty one fifty. Yeah. <laughs> but when yeah. you get the retros, the highs or the lows, they they kind of knock you upside your head for them. 
so they had early resellers back then and to come to combat this uh popularity of the shoe they flooded the market they flooded the market with the shoe and it, what happened was it, everybody could get them Right. So it basically caused the shoes uh, price to plummet down to $20 a pair. And, you know, this might be the answer to a lot of people when they say, well, why doesn't Nike make a lot of pairs? Right. It's because they were like, we did this in the past and we know what's going to happen. And we'd rather they be flying off the shelves than just sitting there. And, yeah. you know, we have product that we can't sell. We'd rather, you know. I mean, I've talked about my struggles with the Kobe's and trying to get them. And I'm like, I understand from a business standpoint, yeah, business standpoint, <laughs> you know, why they are saying, okay, we're not going to do that. We ran that with our greatest athlete back in the day. Um, the shoe was retro in 94. And this came out around the time, I think, this, this affects the Air Jordan 2 and the Air Jordan 3. But what did you think when you saw the documentary The Last Dance and Jordan had worn the Air Jordan 1 again at the end of his career, mm -hmm. end, again, end of his career, that time with Chicago? Did that – was that a nostalgic moment? Do you think that was a nice thing to do to wear them at the Garden or – Yeah, I mean, I think it is. Like, I think that's what makes the shoe, uh, you know, popular as long as, like, even when we were talking about advertising and everything like that, a lot of his – most like iconic photos and moments comes with him wearing the shoe. And right. it just, to me, it just adds to the story and, you know, everything that goes along with this shoe. So I, I thought it was pretty dope. And for him to, you know, not like it, but end up going back to it, you know, maybe there is like a, a little soft spot, you know, in MJ's heart for these sneakers. That That's what I think. I think what was interesting was by the end of it, he was wearing the shoe. He was like, I think my feet are bleeding, man. His feet were like bleeding in the shoe while he was playing in it. <laughs> right, right. Which is like, have you, you've hooped in a pair of Air Jordan 1s. I have hooped in a pair of Air Jordan 1s. They're really not that comfortable. The yeah. Soul, the sole is kind of, you know. Skateboard shoe. Yeah, it's like, it's it's very uncomfortable. It's a hard sole. Uh, it had good grip, but able to like, like cutting and planning and all that stuff, it, it ends up wearing down your foot, honestly. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm like, you know, <laughs> back then when he was, he back then he was like, you know, a lot of fadeaway. He was yeah. posting again because it was like, when you're young, when you're real, like 20, mm -hmm. 21, 22, nothing you know, matters. Nothing matters. You <laughs> the older you get, you start looking for more comfort. <laughs> yeah, I, I know his insoles could have been that good to get through that shoe. Right. Mm -hmm. But I mean, think about it. Even back then, they was playing in Converse. So. <laughs> That's a that's, good point too. That still that still baffles me. Them playing in Converse, so I think it was like you know for them they were like the Flintstones. They were like, yeah, I just run my feet on the ground. So Converse, is <laughs> right? They'd rather Converse than bare feet. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I gotta ride this Brontosaurus back to work. This is perfect. <laughs> uh, this is um, what I think is again another uh, great thing about uh, the shoe is the Air Jordan ones, the breads, mm -hmm. uh, the band pair. That's your favorite colorway, right? The yeah. I like, I like the, uh, the Chicago pair, uh, the most that those, and then a lot of the ones they've re been releasing the patent leather ones with oh the gold toes. Yeah. I have those or the UNC to Chicago ones. I have those as well. So I do like the, any of the, the patent leather ones I do love 
Are you gonna buy the new version that I think they it got slowed down because of supply chain issues? The uh, mm -hmm. that's the patent, right? The patent leather breads, yeah. yeah. Did you I, get I locked. I locked in two of those already. So. Oh, you did? Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, right. I'll, I'll be good for that for that release. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that is a that's a it's, sexy ass shoe. That shoe is is very fire, yeah. very fire. Like I've seen a couple of early released ones that gotten out there on a couple people's stories, and that shoe is ten out of ten for sure. Yeah, that shoe is easily where I go. Oh, that's one of the best. Why has why hasn't this shoe been done this way before? It's like right. so beautiful. I'm like, what do you even wear that though? <laughs> Man, you gotta you gotta get fly with that. You gotta wear like some leather pants and a leather jacket. Like just, just go all out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you gotta wear that shit to like Magic City or something. I don't know, like when you go get lemon pepper Lou William wings or something. I'm like, where do you wear that shoe? That's such a good looking. You can't just go grocery shopping in that shoe. Nah, you gotta you gotta show out with that one. Uh, and um. The breads, the black and reds, obviously that's what they're called. Uh, they were banned from the NBA, and the the outcast sensibility of like the shoe was banned because they didn't have enough white to match the team colors. And here's what the, a lot of people say. Again, I wasn't alive back then, so it was like this shoe made it gain popularity because Jordan, who is normally a clean cut uh, athlete, now gets a little bit of a bad boy tint to him where he's. He's yeah. now wearing things that are not allowed in the league. And this is what I'm saying where it seems like a perfect marriage where it was like, not only is it a beautiful shoe, um, but now you have this built-in marketability to it where it's like these shoes are so bad and they're perfect for the, ba the, the baddest player in the league. And it's like right. it's supposedly he got fined every game which I later found out, we'll talk about it in a second, but it was like he got fined for every single game and that Nike paid it because it was such good promotion. Because right. even if you are going to make it back. Yeah. It's like yeah, they're going to make it back. <laughs> even if you aren't a fan of Jordan, you're a fan of these shoes as a young kid because it's going against the establishment. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm like, this shoe has the perfect sneaker shoe story outline. Like, this is it. This right. is the shoe where it's like, it's for the his first signature shoe, but also it's his most controversial signature shoe. Like there's no other shoe that he right. has made that has has this story. Whether they go, oh, he can't wear that now. By the you know by the time he gets to his second and third shoe, or even later, it's just like, oh, he's MJ. He can do whatever he want. You know. So that's why I'm like, I think this right. guy. Yeah, at that point they let him do whatever. I mean, but this this was a shoe that that set that statement. Has there ever been a time you could think of that? Or has that ever happened to you where you were like, Jordan, you can't wear these? And you've done it anyway? My bad. It's kind of lagged out. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Is it? Can you hear me? I can hear you. It's kind of like cutting in and out, though, like it lagging. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see. Is, it on? is my image okay? Yeah, it is now. It was like a little spotty. Okay. I think we're good now. It Here, let me just... let me stop. Okay. Any better? Yeah, sounds sounds fine. Okay. We're yeah. gonna pick up again. And I'm gonna ask you the question again. So that okay. way when they edit it, it'll be better. Yep. All right. One, two, three. So I wanna ask you, uh when you are there any shoes that you have worn that were like Jordan, don't do this? Don't wear this, but you were like, I gotta do it anyway. 
Um, yeah. So when I was at USC, we were, were sponsored by Nike mm-hmm. and um, we were not allowed to wear Jordans technically because Nike, you know, us being on TV, playing in games, they wanted us to wear what was currently on the shelves in stores for people. So when people see the shoes, uh, these college players wearing them, the kids are like, oh, we want to be like them. Like, I want those shoes. You know, they're telling their parents, I want those shoes. So Nike wants to be able to have their products for the audience to go to the store and be like, oh, those are the shoes so-and-so is wearing at the game. And so when I was at SC, we weren't allowed to wear Jordans. Yeah. For that reason. And uh, I was like, hmm, okay. Well, then I was thinking, like, I, I got to hoop in a pair of J's. I have to. <laughs> so I'm, like, trying to find out, like, what can I do? And I'm like, hmm, well, I know the twos, they have the Nike tab in the back. They say yeah. Nike on them. So technically, they're Nikes. And also the Jordan 3s, they also have the Nike Air tab on the back. So I'm like, all right, I got to find a pair of these. Yeah. So I end up copying. I had a shit the white and red alternate Chicago pair. And then I had uh, the infrared pair had come out, uh, I think my junior or sophomore year. Yeah. And I copped a pair of those and we played UCLA. That's like one of the biggest games. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm wearing these J's. <laughs> you guys are not stopping me. I'm wearing these J's and we're just going to have to deal with the, you know, the aftermath after it. So I wore the J's and luckily I didn't get much backlash. So we were good, but that was probably like one of the boldest things I, I probably did. So what happens? Like, I don't understand. Like, so they say, okay, we're sponsored by this team, but after you wear the shoe, who says something? Is so it's usually that? like our, so each, each uh, college team, uh, which depending on which brand you're sponsored by, yeah, they have like a, a designated rep that comes to practices or like watches the team from afar. When you order gear, they, you know, approve it and send it to them. So they have, each team has a designated rep. And so we've seen our rep a couple of times at practice, you know, we've said what's up and, you know, it's been, it was all good conversation. So nothing, nothing really ever came back from it, but the, the rep is usually the guy who's kind of like, Hey, the players can't wear this. They can't wear these sleeves with this on it. They can't wear this with that. They should be wearing this. Give us a catalog like, oh, we could wear these. Okay, so they didn't give you any – they didn't get, say anything to you at all about it, really? Nah, I was good. I was good. Okay, and that's basically what happened with Jordan, too. He was good. Apparently, a lot of people say – this is this research that was done online. I found it out from Soul Collector. He never actually wore the breads that – the shoes that he actually wore were either airships. Uh-huh. The only other time he actually wore them was in a preseason game. Um, the shoes, but the marketing was just too good that they had they they couldn't let it go. Now, if there's some guy out there who was alive in 1985 who went to who had season tickets and is now listening to this podcast, I mean, and let us know if I'm wrong. But yep. this is actually I heard one of the uh, biggest myths of uh the jordan i don't know moniker or mythology which i find i think is very interesting because that was one of the first thing i heard about the shoe was it was banned right so that's very interesting if anybody has any information on that please mention us on social media tune in and and let us know and we will you know love to hear from you on that yeah who was playing with them then george jervin right he was playing on the team back then like he got traded to the team and yeah that's right yeah. Yeah, that's so I'm like whoever. If there's anyone in that family that had tickets to the game, then that was around, you know, 
Hey, come on the podcast and let us know. For sure. Love um, to have you. <laughs> we're going to move to the next shoe, the Air Jordan 2. And we talked about this uh, in private. And you just recently copped a pair of Air Jordans 2s. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, what was the late? I mean, I've been copping so many shoes, man. Yeah, um, I was like, Woo! <laughs> I started tagging you in them, and then people hit me up and be like, Yo, you giving shoes out to people? And I was like, Yeah, you know, you know, I oh, you, you the plug, huh? You yeah, the plug. I, was <laughs> I was like, Hey, whatever makes me look like I'm doing better in my life, yeah, 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 yeah. right? Yeah, now, I mean, the last pair of twos I copped was the, the winged twos. Yeah. I had a you know a Instagram page that I follow. Uh, I had got in contact with them. They had posted them, and I got them for a fairly decent price. Uh, the winged twos are very. Um, we, we we you've said the shoe is very luxury uh, oriented, and oh, yeah. the winged twos they do have a really nice premium leather on them mm-hmm. with the kind of like the white alligator skin, you know, kind of bordering the shoe. So uh, the winged twos are, are very fire. I had to cop them. And you, we talked a little bit about this on Instagram, but the Union, mm-hmm. uh, they're doing a, a collab with the Air Jordan 2s, and you sent me a picture of them, and I'm not sure how I feel about them versus what they did with the 4s. With the 4s, I really like a lot, but with yeah. the Air Jordan 2, I'm just like, still my favorite collab is Don C. I think yeah, the way he I did it there is, is, is still the best, but how do you feel about the Union 2s coming up? I really liked them. You know, it was different. You know, the shoe, yeah. like you said, it's a very luxury shoe. But what uh, they're thinking of doing with the Union 2s, I thought it was kind of unique in the colorway as well with it. Uh, they had a different colorway as well with the 4s, mm-hmm. with the different material and, and just different colors you don't normally see on any type of shoe. You know, that's what I kind of really liked about them. So you do have the Union 4s? I don't have a pair of Union 4s. Oh, that's one I'm surprised by. I like that black colorway a lot. Yeah, yeah. The Union 4s are fire. Um, just not you. Yeah, I just, I mean, if I would, could find them for the right price, I would cop them for sure. But okay. I haven't found that right price. And the 2s, how are you feeling about are you copping those or no? I'm, I'm trying to cop. I haven't secured my pair yet, but I'm definitely going to look to try and grab a pair of those. Okay. Uh, well, the Air Jordan 2 was, again, you know, this at this time, the shoe was successful. Michael Jordan was successful, and we're back with Peter Moore again. And he only got to wear it for eighteen games, and this is when he broke his foot. And this is one of the, I think this is the least popular model of Air Jordan. Mm-hmm. I think by far, by and large, definitely through his whole entire Bulls playing career, this is the least popular model mm-hmm. of shoes that he has. Um, this is the shoe that the first Jordan shoe that does not feature a swoosh symbol, um, which I'm sure I don't know how you got that past the people at Nike, but I mean, you know, I guess if you're the guy that came up with the three stripes and the Nike swoosh to be on the the logo and everything, you're like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. I guess you just get to walk in a meeting and go, I know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) Um, like you said, this shoe is influenced a lot by a luxury brand, and that's what Peter Moore, I think, was thinking was he was like, hey, how can we do something that, like, make Mike seem much, uh, much more luxurious? And the shoe was made in Italy. That's how far they went. Mm-hmm. And its design was de- was designed to feature a high, you know, fashion dress shoe. And it's featured uh, fake lizard skin along the upper. And that's because it was, like, inspired – the design was inspired – by an iguana 
And I don't know what the fuck that guy was thinking when he was like, when I think of MJ, I think of an iguana. <laughs> like, right. Who pitches that? He's like, Michael Jordan, best basketball player. Iguana. iguana. <laughs> um, so the, the designers of this one were Bruce Kilgore and uh, Peter Moore. And if you know Bruce, Bruce Kilgore, he's done Dunks and the Airship. And this shoe was originally priced also at 65 uh, I mean, the original Air Jordan was priced at sixty-five. This went up to a whopping a hundred dollars. So you now go from, you know, I guess basically you had to be selling crack to buy this. Shoe. I don't know how do you even buy this shoe in nineteen eighty-five, hundred dollars? Like, what do you do as a kid to get a hundred dollars? Right, definitely not just selling candy bars on the street. On yeah, the it's like you had to be robbing old ladies. Like, how many lawns could you cut in Chicago to get to get a hundred dollars? Right, you know. Yeah, for sure. And this obviously was not a popular shoe with MJ because when he came back from the playoffs or when he came back after his broken foot, this was when he scored the 63 points. Actually, he decided to wear the first year shoe. Right. And that says a lot right there. If the own player doesn't like it. Yeah. Um, Jordan, when he did wear the shoe, he performed, he preferred to wear the mid cut of the shoe. And we all know how we feel about mids out here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not all mids are bad bro not all of them <laughs> all, all, mids are like nazis all of them are evil they're just evil they're wrong um so uh the rumor has it too when they retro the shoe and they've been retroing the shoe quite a bit a lot in the uh recently is that the original molds for the air jordan 2 were destroyed and so when the shoes finally retro they were not perfect copies of the original and I think we talk about it. Uh, Don C recently did a collab with this. And I believe, I think I, I'm a big fan of the beige ones, but he's also got these really nice, I don't know if it's blue or purple, yeah, uh, indigo um, quilted luxury sneaker. And yeah, this sneaker is really just the bastard stepchild of Jordan's. It's yeah. like. Yeah, it definitely is. And uh, like you said, I think we talked about it previously. Um, the shoe doesn't get as much love, I think, because he wasn't able to wear it. Um, yeah. When he broke his foot, like you said, uh, he wasn't able to to model the shoe in game. So there's not really many pictures of him wearing it and like in, any iconic photos really of him displaying the shoe. And for that reason, I think it the value of this shoe is is very you know limited. To be honest with you, I wonder if he broke his foot on purpose just so he didn't have to wear the Air Jordans. <laughs> it, it could be a possibility. Like at this point, he didn't want to sign with him. Now he doesn't want to wear the shoes. Yeah. So it, it anything's a possibility. Honestly, he was like, you know what? I'd rather sit this whole year than have to wear this damn iguana shoe. Can right. you imagine that meeting? The guy coming in and be like, MJ, iguana. First, we took you to the air. Now we're gonna take you back to the sea, <laughs> Iguana. What do you think, MJ? Like he's in the meeting, like, what the hell <laughs> like mom, you really made me sign with these people. Yeah. Think I'm an Iguana. <laughs> His mom's just over there counting money. Like, what'd you say, baby? I can't pay <laughs> over this hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right. This shoe is. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, one, it doesn't feature the Nike swoosh. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I mean, you were you played in them, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it was, yeah, it was fairly heavy. I wore the high tops, uh, it was kind of comfortable, but it was just, it was just hard to move in them. Like, um, 
a lot of the Jordans are hard to move in. My favorite pair to hoop in is the tens. Yeah. Um, but they're a lot of the shoes are are hard to move in. Um, and the, this shoe was definitely one of those shoes. Uh, flexing on the foot. This one seems like it'd be very stiff with the heavy leather materials. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the same feeling I had in the sole of the Jordan ones. Even the yeah. threes are kind of stiff. All the all the soles of most Jordans are pretty stiff, and they don't really become loose until you kind of break them in pretty good. That's what was my next question was going to be is the break-in period. Like, have you ever broken in a pair of these? To be honest, no. Uh, only shoes I've ever broken in were, were the 10s because yeah. I wore them multiple times. I'd say I wore hooped in the Jordan 2s maybe two, maybe three times. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't get enough time to break them in. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking too. I'm like, this isn't a shoe like we talked about where it's like, it just doesn't fit for what it's for. It's like, this is where I think they lost him, where it was like uh, everything they did right on the first shoe, they did wrong on this shoe, mm-hmm. which is he's a basketball player. Right. Like, you know, when you think of a basketball player, you're not thinking of dress shoes. You're not thinking of Italian. Like, And granted, you can now if you just mold it right. But I think with this one, they completely lost him. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I think we'll put the clip up a link to what he, he said on Letterman about the first shoe. Right. Now he wasn't necessarily pleased with that shoe. So even though he knocked it out the park with the first shoe, at this point, MJ just had kind of maybe a growing resentment towards Nike, maybe, mm-hmm. where he's like, look, these guys aren't listening to me and I know what I want. Right. And, and he's probably thinking about walking away from his deal at the time. And, you know, I don't even think either, even his mother can stop him. And again, this is all conjecture. This is just me imagining it because I'm thinking, you know, obviously the shoes are selling. Mm-hmm. But maybe MJ's just like, yeah, but this isn't what I want. I don't like these shoes. These are clown shoes. That's what he called the first ones. Mm-hmm. And then these, he's like, you know, I'm not an iguana. You know, somebody grabs <laughs> one of my appendages. I don't just break apart and grow it back a year later. He's like, you know, I'm not some dude walking around. And. This is, this is a tangent, by the way. I just, <laughs> just want to say this. Why does every city have a dude who walks around with a snake or lizard? Like, that's not Michael Jordan, but every city has that guy. Right. There's always one. <laughs> and that guy is the guy who wears Jordan 2s. That's the one guy that's like, the Jordan 2 is my favorite sneaker. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's on, he's growing a little bit of resentment at this period, I feel like, in his career. Yeah. And I think this is when... Nike decided to go a different direction and they fire uh, Peter Moore and Bruce Kilgore and they say, okay, we want to, we got to keep the biggest signature athlete in the world. So let's get rid of these guys. They're replaceable. And that's when the guy we all know to be the greatest sneaker designer of all time comes in. uh, Mr. Tinker Hadfield for the Air Jordan three. Before we get a little bit more into that shoe. Um, this is my favorite Jordan outside of the Virgil collaboration, but like in terms of MJ's core collaboration, I think the Air Jordan Three is the coolest sneaker. Like I don't care what color you put it in, I don't care if you put it with the the what they had the South Korean version. Uh-huh. It's like every way I look at this shoe, I go, "This is an amazing sneaker." Also, doesn't feature a swoosh. But I think this is an absolute amazing sneaker. Uh, what is your uh, thoughts on this shoe? Yeah, so I was actually wearing a pair of Air Jordan 3s today. I'll okay, little flex. 
This is one of my favorite pairs. The lab, the lab threes. Yeah. The three M material. So Ooh. when you take a picture with the flash, the three M material, basically the whole shoe just lights up. Uh, you know, on our social media pages, I'll post a picture of what I'm talking about. Please do. Uh, but yeah, this shoe is 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 timeless, like the Jordan ones, mm -hmm. um, with the the heel tab in the back. Some of the shoes they say Nike Air on them, and they do have a swoosh, but uh, a lot of them have the Jumpman sign and the Air in the back. Uh, same thing right here. What on, do you prefer on the tongue? I prefer the Nike Air in the back. I like okay. the the retro look on them. Uh, that's my um, preference. But I mean, this shoe is, is very classic and it's 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 clean. Um, I, I like it. The leather on them normally. This is a different material, but. The leather on the the shoe normally is is uh fine. It's good. Uh, it doesn't break like it. It doesn't break bad, and yeah. I think it's a great shoe. I agree with you. The leather, whatever material they use, even if it's not the greatest leather, mm -hmm. when it breaks, it's like it's never creased in such a horrible way that you go. It just it ages kind of very finely, right? And my question to you though, uh, what are your favorite pairs of those shoes? Ooh, my favorite pair. You got to go with the the cements. The cements yep. are classic. Uh, the Slam Dunk eighty eight ones, yeah, also classic. The Labs that I have, those ones are my favorite. And I would say I got to throw a blue pair in there. So probably the the retro blues, the sport blues ones. Yeah, those came out not too long ago, right? Yeah, a couple years ago. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I remember they were doing those, and then they had the. Didn't they do an infrared pair of those too, though? Yeah, they did an infrared pair. Yeah, yeah, those and and a red pair that had just come out too. Yeah, I love the black. Um, obviously the OG uh cements uh, and I'm gonna say I love that South Korean version. You ever seen that one? Yeah, I've seen those ones. Those ones are uh, they got the Korean flag on them, and yeah, and those, I don't those know those what it is. Dope. Yeah, I, love I like that. Mocha. Mochas are fire too. Mochas yeah. are dope. I yeah. like the pair that's coming out pretty soon though. That's the cardinal and gold ones that kind of resemble USC. Those ones USC are is. super clean. Cardinal and gold. I gotta check that out. Yeah. Super clean. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see that. Definitely okay, gonna so have to try and get those. Yeah, if someone wants to get these for Jordan for his birthday, <laughs> you know, hit us up on social media. Just send the link. Send yeah. the link. I, I'll buy them. <laughs> I'll pick them up. Ninety-five hundred. Or I'm on the way. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so this is obviously probably well. This is this is Tinker Hatfield's first design, but this is the one of the most popular Air Jordan models ever. Uh, this is like set a new standard in fashion and Nike tech for uh, Jordan's branded sneakers. Um, this was a mix of sophistication and style, and he got it right. I think this wasn't like trying to put one over the other. Right. It was just like a perfect blend. And this one didn't feature a large swoosh along the side. Instead, the Nike Air logo was on the back. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. I go with the Nike Air on the back over it. Um, featured gray elephant hide on the print on the upper and a visible Air Heel unit. Uh, the shoe came with a hefty $100 price bag price tag but well, hey why not if it works for the air jordan too you know uh but this will live up to the hype and i think i remember tinker hatfield they asked him why the elephant print 
And he said, I don't know. I just saw it. And I was like, I figured this fit. Yeah. And that's what was missing from the other shoe. Instead of going, well, Michael Jordan's an elephant. Let's make Michael Jordan an elephant. He just goes, what if I just try something a little different? Right. Like, first of all, I want to make Jordan happy. But at the same time, I want to add in my little bit to it. And I think that's kind of what maybe the other designers have forgot was that Michael Jordan is the star, not right. Kilgore, you know, and, 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 and Peter Moore. It's like, you know, Michael Jordan, if he's happy with this, sure. Right. And uh, so this was interesting. Peter Moore and I believe the other guy's name um, was Daniel Strasser, I think. Rob, Rob was, Strasser. Rob Strasser, yeah. yes. So they were trying to woo Jordan away, telling him he could create his own empire with them instead of relying on Nike. Mm -hmm. And this would have been like, what do you think it would have been like if Jordan had left Nike? Like, do you think this would have been triple baller brand type shoes? I, I think it probably would have had a chance to, to get there. I think that definitely could have could have happened. And I think Nike would be maybe half of what it is today. If I dare to say that, I, I agree with you. I think they would not be. Yeah, this is what catapulted them and had them take over uh, Converse mm -hmm. and take over Reebok and take over everyone else. Right. But do we think Jordan leaving would have been? What do we think that would look like? Like, man, that's scary to even think. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I think. He obviously would have made the most out of whatever he would have done um, with his shoes, but mm -hmm. I definitely don't think we get as great of a quality and quantity of a sneaker that we do have with like the Jordan brand. I don't, I don't think it's the same. Well, luckily for us, the world will never know. <laughs> right. Uh, so they, they gave the job to a young designer by the name of Tinker Hatfield. And that's exactly what he did with this shoe. He just tinkered with it to make the perfect shoe. And Tinker Hatfield, for those of you guys that don't know, quick little uh, bio on him. Coming out of the University of Oregon, so he's right near Beaverton. Uh, he was a pole vaulter, architecture major, and he had already enjoyed a couple early successes with the Air Max 1, which is a personal favorite of yours, and also the Air Trainer 1. And... Uh, both were revolutionary designs. Their success helped Hatfield to land the job at the Air Jordan 3. And he said later on, uh, when the Air Jordan 3 came out, it was six months behind schedule. And by the time he had given it to him, so it had to be like a very hurry-up job and yeah. like no sleeps for weeks, months, traveling back and forth to Asia with developers and getting a prototype in, talking to MJ. And he really wanted to hear what athletes had to say about the sneakers they were wearing. And that was something he picked up from his former coach and Nike co-founder, Bill Bowerman. And he spoke to Jordan about what the Chicago Bulls star was looking for in a shoe. And he said something with a mid-cut height. Mm -hmm. A mid. <laughs> a mid-cut height instead of a super high <laughs> shoes everyone else was wearing. Something comfortable that broke right in with soft, supple leather. Something with flash and sophistication. Mm -hmm. And he listened. And when he presented the time arrived, he was ready. Um, so does that happen a lot, like, with athletes where, like, maybe, I don't know, uh, I mean, maybe it's different with equipment manager or whatever, where it's, like, sometimes you feel like you guys are not listened to? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess there's times where that happened. But, I mean, at this at this stage, when you're a professional athlete, you kind of get whatever you need or whatever you want, or you have the power to get whatever you need or whatever you want, I guess you could say. Uh, at this point, you're kind of looking for the best comfort and quality you can get out of a shoe, and it's, it's, it's your preference. Um, but you yeah. have – Guys on your team, I think Cat is a Nike athlete, and I don't know who Ant or or D'Lo and them are with. But it's like, do they ever have grumbles sometimes? Maybe about like, ah, you know, I wish this was this or this was that, or like, not even them. Maybe just other people in the league where you hear sometimes they're like, ah, I wish I could, you know. No, I mean, I'm I've never heard anything bad of that nature. Like honestly, like it's just guys wanting their sign their own signature shoe. And oh, yeah. that's, that's kind of, you know, that's, that's everybody's dream to yeah. have their own signature shoe. Like you grow up like hoping like, you know, one day I'm gonna get my own signature shoe. I'm gonna have so many people wearing them. It's going to be designed like this. This is how I want it to be. And so that's, that's really like the main thing you get is, you know, guys just wanting their own shoe. And of course, in order to get that, you gotta, you know, have the accolades and, you know, the numbers and the, you know, personality and, and following behind it. Unless you're Lonzo Ball and go and do your own thing, go and do your own thing, and I'm still waiting on my Triple B sneakers. I paid four hundred dollars for them, and I want them. Uh, Lavar, <laughs> <laughs> never trust a man named Lavar. All right. <laughs> so he sported these. Obviously, they were late, so they had to rush to get them out. And Jordan finally wore these shoes, or he not finally, but he sported them mm-hmm. at the All Star Weekend in. Chicago, of course, on his way to a second straight slam dunk contest. And this is the signature dunk from the foul line. And not only this is the coolest Michael Jordan. This is gold chain. Yeah. Michael Jordan. This is Cuban links. Michael Jordan. This is <laughs> NBA street uh, variant number three, <laughs> like Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, you know, and this is uh, put up 40 points. Uh, eight rebounds and three assists, four steals and four blocks, taking the MVP mm-hmm. game. And holy, that's how iconic though of a moment that dunk was. You don't even hear about the game, right? You only hear about the dunk. Yeah, you only hear and see the the photo from the dunk. Yeah, and that's that's crazy because those numbers for the All Star game, like that's that's crazy. Those are crazy numbers. That's like, yeah, I'm playing in front of the home crowd. Like, I got to got to put on a show. He's like, I'm selling shoes tonight. I don't basically, know. Basically, guys. right? <laughs> basically, I need to sell some sneakers, boys. That's um, that's one of the best advertising and marketing platforms you could have. Is a, is a big game like that on a weekend like that. So, if you had your own iconic sneakers, or if you you know, do you think of moments where you go like? Like there was a play you made earlier this year, and I don't. I think it might have been against Dallas, where it was an and one. It was on your Instagram, right? You went for the layup. Oh, Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. Memphis. It was Memphis. Yeah, yeah. And I could see that being a moment. That could be a moment. A Jordan. Yeah, definitely. I mean, honestly, every every night is a great opportunity, but you have highlighted nights such as uh mlk day that's coming up that's a good one um christmas day is obviously a big one uh valentine's day will be in february so there's definitely select dates that can you know are a little bit more popular than others but anytime you're on the platform that most of us athletes are on nowadays is is a great platform for marketing and advertising 
So when those days happen, like you still got MLK Day, you still got Valentine's Day coming up. Do you guys go? Somebody's about to get it tonight. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, things just kind of just happen. I mean, okay. <laughs> it's never really like, oh, yeah, I got to do this today. Like, this is going to happen. Like, no matter there's what, no, this is going to happen. <laughs> there's no date circled on the calendar where you're like, look, somebody is getting for, guns on for some, for some people, there are those those dates. And for others, you know, it's kind of just whatever happens, it'll happen. But the mentality stays the same. Okay. Um, and obviously, this is like the biggest, I think this is when people think of the promotional campaign for the shoot beyond the iconic moments. This is the commercial. This is the one uh, It features a young Spike Lee in the roles of Mars Blackman uh, from the character She's Gotta Have It. If you guys haven't seen that movie, let's just say if you're old enough to see that movie, go see that movie. But if you're under 18... Let's be honest, you're under 18, you've probably seen worse on your cell phone by now. Like, you know, this is a 1986 movie. But uh, yeah, he was like, you know, Mars Blackman was Spike Lee's signature character. Like, please, baby, please, baby, please, baby, please. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, you know, he's coming up, prominent artist in Brooklyn, New York, and he's wearing Jordans in the movie. He even got the moment in Do the Right Thing where the guy scuffs his Jordans. He's like, yo, man, he scuffed your Jordans. <laughs> And the guy's wearing a Larry Bird jersey. Yeah, it's like built-in iconic already. Where it's like, yeah, my I know what Spike was doing. Where he's like, I can get, I can get to Nike. I can get to Jordan. Right. Um, and it features like you know the got to be the shoes, right? Money, mm -hmm. come on, money. You know, yeah. got to be the shoes. That's got to be one of the most classic commercials, if not the most classic uh, yeah. uh, shoe commercial of all time. And I mean. What do you think? And also, I forgot to mention this too. The other one, the only time Jordan wore the black signature colorway of the black was uh the All Star game. Yeah. Um. So I think the blacks weren't selling as well. So he was like, I gotta let me see if I can do something to pump yeah. up a little, little more color tool. Yeah. Um. And I believe we were talking about the true blue, and it wasn't worn in an NBA game until 2001 when Jordan donned the retro version. And I believe in 01 or 03, no, it would have been, was it 03? It was one of those years when Kobe, he got dropped from his deal with Adidas. Uh -huh. He started wearing uh, Jordans when he was a sneaker free agent. And yeah. I think he had a pair of Laker. Yeah, yellow and purple. Threes. Yellow and purple, yeah. How did yeah. you feel about those? I think they're dope. I mean, I remember seeing, uh, I don't remember when it was, but they did a, like Jordan did a special collection for Kobe and it was mm -hmm. all Lakers colors, white predominantly with a little bit of yellow and purple. And I, I thought they were pretty cool. Uh, probably. I mean, obviously it would do numbers if they were to drop and sell them to the public because it's Lakers and everybody is a Laker fan. So, yep. but um, <clears throat> I think for it to be a special collection for Kobe and, the, and the, their family, I think that would be you know dope for them. I think so too. I think they will be amazing to re-release those shoes. Um, yeah. And you know, the Air Jordan Three represented a, a first for Jordan, a first for Tinker, first for Nike. And after this, it was—I wouldn't say it was a marriage made in heaven, because Lord knows, marriage <laughs> didn't work out so great with Jordan all the time. But I'm just saying, like, you know, he—it was. This was the first step into really taking. MJ sneakers to another level. Right. Like the one is the most popular iconic, I think, silhouette. But what Tinker did after that and in incorporating what MJ's interests were. 
right into was, the shoes yeah i mean i don't know i i think you know i think if i had a sneaker i would want to talk to tinker first <laughs> definitely you know Tink, tink's definitely the one that'll get you at least at a minimum five more releases after that one you got to talk to little tink tink <laughs> <laughs> tink tink will get you right <laughs> yeah he'll get you right uh, he won MVP in this year. He, this is the first time Phil Jackson was his coach, played alongside Scottie Pippen, Horace Grant, uh, defensive MVP. Uh, I mean, I would say for me, this is the shoe. Well, no, I think the shoe when I think of Jordan, honestly, is the 11s because that's just – I mean, I can't help but think of that. It's like that's just Michael Jordan to me. But yeah. then after that, this would be the second shoe. And then the ones would be the just shoe where I go. I don't know. The dunking from the free throw line is like that's the image I see of him when I think yeah. of Michael Jordan. That's the first image in my head. Yeah. yeah. More than the poster board of him doing that, which is on his shoe, but it's just this. Right. It's like he rebranded himself in this shoe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, for me, I would say the order would be 11 ones, then threes. Yeah. The 11s are like, I've been thinking so much about like, man, how do you even talk about that shoe? Like, God, like <laughs> we might have a whole hour just about that shoe. <laughs> really, I think so. I'm like the eleven is like, man, you can't. That's a shoe where you go like, I guarantee you, if if angels had feet, they would wear those in heaven. Absolutely, <laughs> <be> like, absolutely. <laughs> got the angel elevens <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um. That's it for this episode, and that was the shoe that kept Jordan. That was the shoe that kept him from leaving, and you know, Tinker kept him from leaving. And ever since then, it's been, um, you know, it's been a good time with Jordan. And yeah, one, two, and three. The one that got him, the one that lost him, and then the one that brought him back in. You know, almost got away <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, let us yeah uh no nah, I, mean, I would just say let us know what you guys think of the jordan ones the jordan twos jordan threes uh are you a highs mid low guy late gal whatever mm -hmm. uh you know let us know reach out to us and, and you know talk to us we're, we're willing to talk back to you guys about sneakers for sure yeah tell us send us pictures of your favorite colorways your favorite uh, shoes tell us stories of you getting them if you got them mm -hmm. if you picked them up in a 95 honda accord uh, even if you didn't, you know, uh, your favorite stories of hooping in them. Uh, yeah, we want to hear what you guys got to say about the shoes as well and your stories and your attachments with them. And hey, maybe hit us up and tell us when you think of Michael Jordan, what's the shoe that you think of? Because yep. some people could say the shot. They could say that one. Right. Which is the 13s? 14s. 14s, yeah. Yep. So I could see people saying that too, where I'm like, yeah, this, uh, let us know. Talk yeah. to Let us know for sure. <laughs> Well, that's it. Another episode in the bag. Um, I'm here to say mids must die and uh, <laughs> peace. Where can they follow you, Jordan? You can follow me on all social media platforms at It's McLaughlin 11. Same thing here at Alex Payne Comedy. Um, hey, look, if there's anybody out there that needs a comedian slash director, their new Spike Lee to promote <laughs> their shoes, I'm their guy. For I, sure. can, I can do all the same stuff Spike does. No problem. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Peace. Later.